0: Up on game presents conversations with a legend. Around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a
1: living. Around here, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we, for around here, around here, we grind for a living. Welcome into another You Got It Exciting edition of Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. I really, truly, and indeed have a legend here with me today. If you don't know, you better ask somebody, and if they don't know, then you need to slap their mama (laughs) and tell them that they ain't do a good job raising you as a child, because Brian Mitchell is indeed a legend. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. no problem, no problem. Conversations with a legend, obviously my whole my whole movement here is to bring a voice and, and and put it out there for people to hear what our legends of the game have done, what they've been through, the mindset of all of it. With you, it's, it's interesting because this one is a personal, this one is a personal, I guess, ad. Let's call this an ad, all right? <laughs> We're gonna put an ad out. This is an advertisement. For the simple fact that they're going to announce another class of hall of famers here soon mm-hmm. and one of the biggest travesties in the history of sports is that brian mitchell is not a finalist and already in the hall of fame the pro football mm-hmm. hall of fame so this one here is is pretty important to me Let's just start there. Let's let's start right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are and, and I don't like it to be an either-or situation or scenario. I never look for it to be that because yeah. I respect what we've all done. Oh, yeah. But if we're using comparisons, if we're going to compare, there are a lot of people that are anticipating that Devin Hester is going to get that call, if yeah. not this year, fairly soon. Yeah. Which I think he should. Again, yeah. <laughs> I think he should, too. Yeah, yeah. But don't – doesn't B. Mitch have more Super Bowls than than that? Yeah, I mean – my- hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I said this is the LeVar ad. Yeah, You got it in a minute, but this is LeVar ad right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Brian Mitchell have almost uh, an entire career's worth more of yards – and return yards in the league than death? Yeah. How are you being overlooked?
2: Well, I was talking to someone earlier today and they were talking about the football team I played on and the things we did where a lot of guys came into the NFL and it was very much like Prime. And, you know, Prime is one of those generational talents. Mm -hmm. But they promoted themselves. I just played football. You know, I felt that me doing what I'm supposed to do, consistently at a high level, that's promotion enough. Uh-huh. You know. And then Dev came in, and Dev is very much. I, I my my comparison is Devin Hester is Barry Sanders, Hall of Famer. Yep. Brian Mitchell is Jerome Bettis.
1: Okay. Hall, Hall of, of Famer. Fame.
2: I didn't dance around. I ran
1: through you. You ran through him. Okay. I I I, <laughs> I went out with a concussion hitting this hard hitted big-headed <laughs> but, man. Of a man. I just, so, I just yeah, yeah you I did just, run through dudes.
2: I just think it's different people and there's different ways to get this thing done. But the problem is, you know, if the voters, you know, they, people worry about saying something to the voters. I'll say something directly to them. You can't just be in your town and watch your players and not know the history of football. Every record that Devin Hester broke, and a lot of them he hasn't gotten close to, are mine. They're not for Dion. they're not for Dante Hall. And not for all these other guys, they were mine. So, this is like Art Monk, when he left the game, he owned everything. And they took all and that took to took 13 put years in. for him. So my whole thing is that, you know, we, we can't sit up here and act as if a guy hadn't done something. I put my, my resume out there, and I know people like to say, well, kickoff return, part return, you got some yards in it. Okay. A lot of people done it. Most of them are in nowhere in the stratosphere, okay? Jerry Rice got more yards. He touched the ball more often. He played six more years. You have to just look at the position, and if a guy is at the top of that game, he's in. Yeah. It's not about – and I, people get to a point where you go going to compare my stats to a quarterback stat, doesn't make a difference. If you compare my stats to all returners – You're the best. I have a bust. Probably a big head one. You know it's a big, it'll be a big but, one. But it is. But the whole thing is like I've gotten to the point now where, you know, in my – Older, mature years, I don't sit there and argue. Yeah. I don't argue about it. You know, my whole thing is you look at those stats and you keep, they keep having guys, they popping up names. And I look at the 100, uh, when they came up with the top 100 players for the Super Bowl. I talked to Billy White Shoes Johnson. Billy White Shoes Johnson told me I was supposed to be there. But you know what? People like certain names. I didn't, I wore white shoes all the time, so mine weren't special. Right. Okay. I didn't dance around. Right. But a hundred-yard touchdown is a hundred-yard touchdown. I don't care if you dance all over the field; you just go straight. Away. Correct. You know, I ran twenty-three thousand. I did twenty-three thousand three hundred thirty yards. I probably did twenty-three thousand three hundred thirty yards. Some guys probably have nineteen thousand yards, and they probably ran thirty-five
1: thousand yards. Right. Makes it better than me? I doubt it. It doesn't. It doesn't. And then you're you're you are someone that not only did you put in the work and get those yards. But you had longevity. One, somebody told me, I think it was Jesse Armstead that told me, good is being being good in the moment. Nobody knew you were good. Mm-hmm. You did some things that were special. He's good. Yeah. Great is when they know you good. Now, always, I changed it. I changed it up. I told my son, this is good. Good is is if you could get to the table and get food off the table. And they say, oh, he got food from the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I said, great. Is when they oh here he come to get food from our table, and you still looking at and now you're looking out and you taking food from like a lion. People knew you were coming to the table Mm -hmm. and could not stop you from eating, and you did it for many 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 years. You had longevity doing it. That's the definition of great. And
2: that's what I look at. I think you know I hear people now say, well he played for 14 years. What you expect?
1: What's wrong with that? You don't understand. So it then. if
2: I play for fourteen years at that position, right? I'm either crazy, tough as hell. Or I'm just a bad damn man. Right. Jerry Rice played twenty years. I don't hear anybody saying he played twenty years and he took a long time. A lot of these. Tom Brady is now going into his 20, 23rd year, and look how many yards he has. So longevity means that you can hang around for a long time. Beyond what the average is supposed to do. And still do the it at that 2. level. The average is 2.3 years. Yeah. You know, guys normally come in and they return. The thing of it is, I was a quarterback in high school and college. I get drafted as a kick returner, and they put me at kick return. Coach Gibbs, and, and when I got to to Philly with Andy and North Turner, all these people felt that I was vital at that position. So they let me play the other position, but they wanted to protect me for kick, re- kick return in first yard. But how many people at 30? Thirty-two can run faster than they did at not, twenty-two. Not many. In nineteen ninety, I came into the league. I ran four-four-one. Okay, I was one hundred and ninety-eight pounds. In two thousand, when I went to Philly, I was two twenty-one. I ran four-four-one. So now I got a little bit more weight coming with the same speed. So I got a lot more uh, momentum coming at you. You try yeah. to come and try to tackle me. Then I was bringing it. But the whole thing is, people act as if because you played long is the reason that you got the yours. No, because I dedicated myself to the craft. You know, I worked my butt off, and I didn't play the game to dance. Yeah, I don't like dancing in the club. I played the game to be physical. I tried to intimidate people, and
1: I don't know if that's, you know, that wasn't sexy enough for them, I guess. All right, that, that concludes my ad for, <laughs> for B. Mitch getting into the Hall of Fame. Shame on you if y'all do not. <laughs> at some point, realize that this man is long overdue to get that bus in Canton. I want, I want to switch gears. You mentioned uh, being a quarterback playing at the college level. You're a raging Cajun. Mm-hmm. They had a pretty decent year this yeah. year. 13 uh, and 1, baby. To peep peeped them out in their bowl game. I, I think they lost that bowl game. No, we no, didn't. Uh, we won. We beat uh, Marshall. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. They got money off of B. Leftwich. Okay, all right. That's fair. <laughs> Shouts out to Coach Huff, Coach Marshall. Uh, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries, Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash/gamepresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com/slash/gamepresents.
2: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
1: NILs. Yeah. You're old head. I'm interested and intrigued. If they had NIL deals to be had when you were going to school, how would you approach your college career knowing that naming, image, and likeness was on the table? for you to be able to monetize yourself as a player? You
2: know what, I would have probably made a lot of money, but I wouldn't have played no different. You know, the thing about it is, I hear people say today, you know, they talk about how players played back then and how players play now. I don't approach anything any different than I did. I grew up with a military dad who taught me, you go get what you want. Charlie Cassidy tells a story that, you know, every time I got a contract, I played better after the contract. And he asked me, why did I do that? I say because I'm not looking at the contract right here. I'm looking at the two, three down the road that I could possibly get. So if I'm maintaining a certain level and a certain standard, I can get that. You know, you were talking to, to Jonathan Allen earlier. How did he play after he got his contract? You know, certain people have that mindset that, okay, I got this now, but this is what, what, what I'm like. Let's like say you get to the playoffs nobody's goal should be to get to the playoffs. Right. It should be to win the Super Bowl. Right. You know, so when I talked to all the guys I played with, that was our mindset. So my dad being a military guy and me having the mindset that I want to be the best at this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like Prime talked about, you know, when people go out to practice, what are you practicing for? Are you practicing just to practice? Right. Or are you practicing to be the best? Well, that's the way I played the game. That's the way I approached the game where I always looked beyond. So if I was playing football, in college with the nils if i'm the best i get the most
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's the way i would approach it you know and i know guys look, but i look at it too just like with the the the, the shots or not i look at the guys on the field it's your choice if you feel that you need to protect yourself and and not play in the ball game fine i'm playing in everything yeah i wanted to practice in everything i practice every preseason i mean every practice every preseason game i played in i didn't miss but one practice where I went to go speak at an event while I played football for 14 years. I missed one game, Coach Gibbs held me out of it. If I knew that that would be the only game I missed, there's no damn way to help me out that game. Huh. Huh. Right. So it's just, I wouldn't change the way I approach it, but I would say this. The players are getting what they rightfully deserve. Yeah. Number one, you saw my, my the quarterback in my, in my school now wearing it. I let them take it out of retirement because the kid came up to me and asked me, to wear the number, he wanted to honor me. Mm-hmm. He had a 3.8, 3.9 grade point average. Well, he passed the first test. Do you have good grades? Yeah, You're not good grades. Right. I was gonna say hell no. Right. So he he wore it and then he played well. Well, that goes back to the retirement after that. Uh huh. You know, be, and, but the reason was because now I look back and every jersey that they sell was number one. I left school in 1990. What if I had just gotten a dollar or two dollars per jersey?
1: You get you know what I'm saying?
2: Yes. So, and, and the thing of it yeah. is, like now you can you can monetize that to a certain level. These guys that go to college sometimes, not everybody's going to the pros, but you generate enormous amount of money for a school. Why should a player who now could, he's crippled, he's walking limp with a limp, he can't straighten his arm out? Why shouldn't he leave with something based off of that career he helped generate? Like your school, I know for damn sure. Your football program built most of the buildings on campus. <laughs>
1: All those players
2: should not there have a worry in the, in the world right. when they step away from the game.
1: I ain't mad at that. All right. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's very well put. All right. Did you have a moment in your life where B. Mitch knew he belonged? I, I belonged to at being at a high level in college, I belong playing at a high level in the league mm-hmm. and now in, in your, your career after. I mean, because I look, I look at it like this. A lot of the things I do, I based off of chasing after what you and, and Doc do. Yeah. You know, the influence that you guys have had post-career, I mean, y'all have shown that there's much more to, to being an athlete and, and that being in the media is is, that's power. Yeah. Making plays on field is is great, but when you have the power of the microphone and the power of content, that's true power. It is. I learned that from y'all. <laughs> is there was there a moment in your life where it was like my mindset is no matter what it is I do, <laughs> I, I can do it and nah. I'm going to do it. Any any defining moment <laughs> that that you had where it was like this it, is going to be me. I'm going to take you way back. You know, I'm 53 years old now, but that started when I was 10.
2: Uh, I was in the backyard. My dad had me help my brother Daryl. You know, you take these big metal things and you're slamming these posts to drive them into the ground. Mm-hmm. He told me to go help my brother. I said, man, Dad, I can't do it. I'm, I'm a little boy. I'm too weak. He said, boy, you're a Mitchell. You can do anything. And I'm not lying. Everything that I've ever come up to from that moment, every time somebody say I couldn't, you can't, you're not going to, all I heard was you're a Mitchell. You can do anything. That's the reason why I started playing quarterback in eighth grade. That's the reason I was in all the top classes in school. I went to school on a chemical engineering scholarship, got to the NFL. I never returned a kick in my life until I got to the NFL. And when I got there, I wanted to be the best at it. And then I'm watching, uh, I forgot the little dude on TV talking about what he would, what he wouldn't do. So many people that never played this game always want to give their opinions. So I wanted to do that. So that's uh-huh. why I started. Then Doc Walker came yeah. in and told me, but I'm still hearing, you're Mitchell, you can do anything. That's the way I live, yeah. and that's the way my kids and my wife now live, and I still go about it every day. I don't care if it's nothing I've never tried. If I put my mind to it and I can, if you can't Google today, something wrong with you. Right. So any information I need to try to do something, I can get it done. But I've never been afraid of uh, being wrong or being by myself. And I think for so many people they need to understand, you're going to make decisions. Everybody's not going to agree with you, but if you change your decisions because of somebody else not agreeing you'll never get to where you're supposed to be you know my whole thing is people always say when people are talking about you mad at you that mean that you're doing something good yeah well guess what be mad who gives a damn?
1: <laughs> right all right last question when it's all said and done hmm? and you got to listen to somebody I don't know where your body or your spirit goes when you're not in it no more, mm-hmm. but when you no longer exist. If you're able to hear the people that are giving an account of B. Mitch and his life, what would make you proud of what the legacy is that you left behind? Well, I would want them to
2: say that, you know, I always gave my all. I was trustworthy. And the thing that my dad told me when I was young that I live by, still today as well, he said, don't live your life to be liked. Live your life to be respected. Mm. Okay? If I don't like something about you, I say
1: it so you know I said it. I had to earn your respect. <laughs> But but that's I didn't I feel I didn't feel respected by you when I first met you. I, in well, fact, you know, I felt very disrespectful. They did it to me, so I had to yeah. do it to you. You had I to feel, make sure I you felt, get it the hard way. I felt very violated when I first came to the to the Washington football team. Um and and he old-headed me and, and I had to earn that respect and we became super yeah. close. Yes. Uh, but I didn't like being But you know the I thing of it? cuz he didn't like me. And if if a weird, person is know? always yeah. going to tell you what
2: you need to hear and not what you want to hear, over time you learn to respect that person. That's My right. first grade teacher, Miss Starks. Miss Starks made sure me at first grade I understood what was right, what was wrong, and what she wasn't gonna handle. And as I go through as you go through life, you you, you reminisce about your, your younger days. Miss Starks cared about Brian Mitchell. A lot of other teachers I met never cared about me. Mm. Because they wanted to just get me past. Like I hear all these people talking about this school graduates so many people. Are they really graduating them because they're supposed to? Right. Or are they graduating them because they want to keep their reputation up? Uh-huh. So for me, my thing is people can say Brian Mitchell was truthful. He might not have cared about your feelings, yeah. but he always told you what he felt. <laughs> and I think you can respect that. You know, in the Indeed. end, in the end, when you sit back, you might not like what I've said, but you respect the fact that I said it. I'm not gonna tell you I like you, how good you are. Yeah. And then go behind your back and say, "Oh, he stinks." Right. No, I would rather say, "You, to you, 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 stink. you stink," and then later on, you might not like it, but you would understand it. But for me, I liked hearing people say what they thought. It motivated me. Uh-huh. You know, I looked for those things. Michael Jordan made up stuff to motivate himself. Well, I loved hearing that. So if they could say, "I was, re- I was respected," "I was trustworthy," and I gave my all. That's enough.
1: You my God, man. Hey, right, bro. Get Appreciate on you in there, man. You my guy, bro. All right, man. That's B Mitch. Put that man in the Hall of Fame. I'm gonna put this thing out over and over and over and over and <laughs> over again until y'all put him in the Hall of Fame. People talking about free Larry Hoover, Shouts out to Kanye. I'm not talking about free Larry Hoover. I'm talking about put this man where he belongs. He's put the body of work in. Yep. Look at the, look at the facts, look at the stats. They don't lie. It's Brian Mitchell. This is Up On Game Presents, Conversations with a Legend. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Check out my podcast. We got a whole lot for you, all right? This has been a special one. Till next time, LeVar Arrington. I'll at you.